0: Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
1: I feel physically sick to be honest. I'm, I'm rapidly falling out of love with football. I just wonder what's the point anymore, you know
0: a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town Legend. And he takes that chance! I'm rapidly falling out of love football, to be honest with you. Uh, Welcome to the warm-up episode 89. I'm your host, Brady Frost, and to preview the game against Blackburn Rovers, I'm joined by Tom Bradshaw and David Siddle. Tom, uh, actually, I I normally ask you, how are you, first of all? Let's go with that. How are
2: you? I'm good, Brady. How are you? I'm okay. Thank you
0: for asking. Um, I'm going to break the habit of asking you questions, kind of. um, But obviously, disappointing defeat last night, I think it's fair to say. So to offer some words of comfort to the town fans, we'll we'll take this as like a little restorative opener if you've ever been on one of those those unfortunate training courses. But um, restorative opener. What do you guys do when... uh, Any advice for the Town fans after a disappointing defeat? What do you guys do? Tom, will come to you first, put you on the spot, because you look so ready.
2: What do I do when Town lose? Well, if I'm there, I'll (laughs) go straight to the pub. (laughs) Right. Um, And uh, have a couple of drinks and try to have a laugh about it. Um, And then if not, I just put something that's funny on TV, try to forget about it, to be honest. If it's really bad... I'll get on YouTube, <laughs> I'll watch the playoff, <laughs> I'll watch promotion season, playoff finals.
0: <laughs> there you go, plenty of things. What about you, Dave? What's your kind of tonic?
3: Turn it off and just forget about the To be honest, I'll stick on like Only Fools and Horses or something like that, just to try and, and then hope, hope I've got a couple of beers in the fridge or something. Helps right out, but yeah, try not to to wallow on it, but sometimes it's... Unavoidable,
0: yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, when I was a kid, I used to um, immediately go on FIFA and play the result <laughs> and be like, No, we actually won. <laughs> so, um, yeah. what do I do now? I think, yeah, just I moan about it. Well, at the moment, it's either moan about it to Joe or James or in the pod group chat, and then um, yeah, just forget yeah. about it because um, Tom has a podcast we. We listen to, uh, both of us, they regularly say football is a game for children. So um, I'm sure that'll calm everyone down.
2: It is. Do you know at the end of the day, right, (laughs) it's just just a bunch of kids kicking a ball around. And you just got to enjoy it when the highs are there and just deal with it when the lows are there, aren't you?
0: Absolutely. As my, I think I've said on this podcast before, but when I took my girlfriend to see a couple of town games last season, she said, Oh my God, football is just old unfit men shouting at young fit men. (laughs) To be honest, it's hard to disagree. Um, Anyway, it's time for us to shout at some young fit men because uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Sunday result um, briefly because there's no Twitter spaces. Um, Tom, what did you make of the game, really? It was disappointing, wasn't it?
2: It was, but I don't think Town particularly played that bad. I mean... I think Tony Mowbray called us exceptional or something, which maybe is a bit too far. Um, but I think he was right in the fact that we we did play some decent football. We were just lacking someone to finish it off. And maybe we were just lacking someone with a, a bit better delivery. So Sauber was probably quite a big miss, to be honest. Um and then we just looked knackered, didn't we? At, at about maybe, especially after the Pritchard goal went in, it just Seemed to be like knock the the wind out of us sails, and that was it. Um, don't boo, just don't boo players coming back. It never ends well. And Pritchard, do you know what I mean? And this 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 would have been worse not booing him because he just really didn't deserve anything for me—an applaud or a boo—because he was that kind of nothing for town. So yeah, in future, don't boo players returning. But I'll let you boo Carlos Carbrand though. That's that's allowed. <laughs>
0: well, I think you're becoming the expert, our boo expert here, and what's when it's appropriate to boo and that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we said, didn't we, when uh, you know listeners did have chances to, to our on preview, which we did while you were in a London weather at eight in the morning, and we knew he was going to score. And to be honest, I was really annoyed because I thought it was having a really bad game. That move for their goal was was particularly well worked Um, but yeah you just you just knew and then yeah the the celebration
2: fair Um, play to him do it you do it (laughs) because that's just gonna wind town fans up more but imagine just imagine playing for a club how long was he at town four years turning up and not getting any kind of reception that'd be worse in my eyes like if they just basically did nothing so there's a little thing for the future
0: I mean, we boo players who scored goals to keep us up, mate. Um, I mean, fans boo whoever, don't they? But, um, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna. I think you should change your Twitter bio to "certified booing expert."
2: <laughs> Maybe I'll, I'll come up with an algorithm first, how <laughs> what levels of booing and applauding can be can certain players get. Yeah,
0: expected booze XP. <laughs> <laughs> I think
3: the Bradshaw scale of booing would be. A...
0: <laughs> so, Dave, uh, your thoughts on the Sunderland? I think me and Tom were still thinking we were in that experience. Uh, I wasn't in the Spoons, spiritually, I was. Um, but yeah, what did you think of last night?
3: Didn't play well for parts of it, but we just haven't got anything in the final third, really. And it kind of shows like we don't really need to do anything other than put balls into the box. Like their goal, first goal was. Just a nice set move, and we didn't have anything like that. We you know we build it up a little bit, win some second balls, but then really we're just creating like snapshots or just balls that are pretty easy to defend again. So we're not we're not doing anything to really test them. Like I think I thought really keep it, again didn't really have a whole lot to do to be honest. Uh, like um, and the chances that we we should we did. Create, we should have put away, especially the at the And also the, the Jackson one as well in the second half after one nil, when he had the the shot that went at wide of the near post. Like I think yeah, you have to be doing a lot, a lot better there. Like putting that across goal, even if it's not on, you know. I think I think that should be a goal as well. But you know, if you're putting it across. You someone might get a foot on it or something. But other than that, there's got to be more to our our play than just putting a ball into a box. Really, you know. Um, yeah, I, did, I I, you know, thought little bits are OK, but then also we're a championship club, like players should be able to pass the ball about a bit. You know, I think, you know, standards maybe have to have to be a bit higher if, if we're sort of thinking professional footballers on six, seven grand a week, being able to pass the ball out the back is good. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's a good point. And um, Dave, I know you've kind of talked about the attacking output or the, the lack of it uh, last night, but... Um, Fans always want to blame something for the defeat. Um, do you think any, anyone or anything is at fault for this? I know we had a few injuries. What are you, what
3: are you thinking? I think it's just sort of collective, really. I mean, I don't, I don't think anyone's really at fault for the first goal. I think sometimes you just have to hold your hands up and say that was a, 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 nice, a nice move, you know, fair play to them. I think really, if we weren't looking, it's probably we didn't recruit enough quality going forward in the summer. You know, um, we knew we were really going to struggle for goals and we didn't really ever address that at all. You know, we, we brought in, you know, for a lot of our injuries, you know, we still put out a pretty good back four, I think, really, or at least players have been brought in. I mean, you know, in theory on Saturday, we could have a back four of Raffles, who was starting first choice left back. Boyle, who was brought in to replace our Helik, and, well, maybe Kessler Hayden or Spencer, but, you know, there's three of those players we brought in as improvements to our squad from last year so but yeah I don't we really addressed any of the issues really in in the attacking third um, I've, if I was, you know, put a fault I'd say it was that
0: Yeah I mean uh, Tom anything else you want to add uh, some long game before we move on
2: Um, I think it's one of the worst things look right we're, we're in a we're in a bad position aren't we Um, but I I mean it was a bad result last night, but one of the worst things that's come out of it is the amount of injuries that seem to have occurred before and during that game. Um sounds like Utah's out now for rest of the season and I haven't heard anything on Jackson Jackson yet, but um doesn't look good when anyone goes off on a stretcher, does it? So um I thought that was a really bad tackle
3: on Jackson, to be yeah. honest in the second half. Know. Like I thought the referee was a bit he just got yellow. Yeah, like yeah. to go in that high on a player like in those conditions is pretty reckless to be honest. But it's a bit lucky though no? Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, um I think we talk we've talked about it before um under Schofield, where there's games where we feel like we can, you know, we're gonna get rele- we could get relegated. Um I think you know I put a tweet out last night saying the jury's still out and fathering him for me. I think it's hard to judge. I think any manager would have struggled with the injuries we had during the game, like I said, before the game. Um, but yeah, just it feels like the season we had under Cowley, you know, and this it, this isn't just specific to managers, but just with town, like the other score scoring, that's it you know, we do feel like that side where it's like that picture goal absolutely killed us. It was a well-worked move, you know, but I just didn't, I wasn't confident of us getting anything. I, and I think that's that's the thing, you know, and I saw Stephen Chicken in his five, five conclusions today, he said, you know, we've lost to the f- three promoted teams from League One, you know, and like, we hurts to say it but we have been we're the worst team in the league like we are the worst team in the league at the moment I think Wigan are probably you know with a recent form maybe challenging us but um we deserve to be where we are I I just don't think we're playing well although the performances have been better and I don't think last night was the worst performance we put in this season just Mm. uh, I wasn't confident (laughs) we were going to get anything out of it once they scored um but, yeah, I, I realise I might
2: be bumming us out. Um, I, I don't know what you think, Tom or Dave. Um, I don't know. I think it's... What, what, what have we got? Three games. Three games, is it? Till the break. Yeah. Um, we're only five points off 21st, I think, with a game in hand. So I think we've got to be at least... This is minimum getting three points from... Those three games, just so that you're not going to maybe go over like the you know what some if something crazy happened and you went about what uh, 13 14 points away from the team in 21st. I think at least that's the one thing we've got on a side is that the, it's still really tight, but we we really need something from these next three games. Yeah, agreed. I suppose I
0: suppose let's come on to. Uh, the game on Saturday then, a uh, bonfire night, a uh, trip to Ewood Park for town. Um, although, just to clarify, they're playing at three o'clock, they're not playing in the evening. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we we travelled to Ewood Park. It doesn't really get, the task doesn't really get any easier for town because um, well, been a second in the table. However, slight uh, bit of comfort. They did lose last time out to Coventry 1-0 um, and I think, Weirdly, Blackburn a second, but I think I checked the table and they've won eleven and lost eight, which is bizarre. So they are really kind of a check on the outside. So maybe we we could catch them on a bad bad day. Um, Tom, do, do you think? Actually, sorry, I keep coming to Tom. Dave, I'm going to come to you. It's because me and Tom have done so many pods just together. Uh, Dave, do, do you think Town could maybe get something out of this? You know, I, I suppose it's relying on Blackburn maybe having one of those bad days there.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think you want to go in, you go in every game thinking you're going to get something. I mean, it's hard after last night to, to put a, sort of an analytical head on it. Sure, I think you'll feel a bit disappointed from the performance, but, not the performance, but the result probably rather than the performance. But, you know, you probably get a draw there or probably like get, get the first draw of the season there. But it's, I, I do struggle to see see us getting a results or at least a win. I don't see where we're going to score the goals that are needed to to get to get a result at Blackburn. If I'm honest, um, and to say we don't don't know what team we're going to put out with Jackson and um, Utah out potentially for a while. We don't know if Lee's will be available on Saturday. Um, mm. So yeah, I, I, I struggle to see like for for all, all the games where where we're going to score the goals when we scored one goal in in four games, and to be honest, that was a a fluke of a goal. I don't. I don't think. You know. So, you know, yeah. I, I think it's going to be a, a tough ask. I think best best case. I think is uh, if we can sneak a, a nil nil sort of like like Middlesbrough sort of performance. Um. So I well, hopefully one of you two's be a bit more positive to me there. But you know, I I'm, I'm I'm just struggling to see to see where we're going to yeah get get a win from. To be honest, I mean so that you we know, don't remember talking about Blackburn but after that we've got QPR way, Swansea at home and then we go got Sheffield United after the break in Watford like that's a pretty pretty tough next five
0: Dave <laughs> yeah, you're bumming me out man Tom <laughs>
2: <give> me- <laughs> uh, Blackburn have only lost two in seven home games um, and those are seven wins I believe I don't think they've drawn yet at home uh, so I don't
0: that's not helping <laughs>
2: Yeah, I know. So the odds, <laughs> the odds are definitely not in his favor. Um, any positives to take into that? I mean, like you've touched on Brady, they, they're up in second and they've lost. Did you say eight games? Mm-hmm. That's the, this league. This this has to be the tightest this league has ever been. I think this season. Um, so that's one positive I can go take going into into Saturday. But yeah, it's. Siddle listing off all those injuries it's like God what's good we, we will be playing the under 19 soon won't we well
0: yeah, I suppose some fans were saying we were doing that last night we
2: well much yeah much. but the, no well they're the B team you're going even lower I think soon well, well half, half the B
3: team's out on loan anyway aren't they, yeah. they?
0: <laughs> maybe we could loan players from Harrogate Town you know as soon as we've learned <laughs> do us favor, Harrogate um, Okay, I'll try and be positive. Yeah, I, I mentioned they've lost eight games in a row. Um, I know we're a much different side last season, but we we went there and got a nil nil last season. You know, it can happen. Um, Big Will Boyle's probably going to come in and have an absolute blinder. You've heard it here first. Um, that's more of a hope. <laughs> but um we you know we the second goal was because we were pushing everyone forward. Um, and the first goal was a really well-worked move. I think we are a lot more solid defensively, is the only thing I would say. Um, you know, goals is the issue, but we could frustrate them. And you know, I think I know a couple of blackburn fans and i have seen on the timeline, they have been quite frustrated by teams at times. You know, they they are as I mentioned, they put in some stinkers when they lose, they play awful. And, you know, famous last words here, but they are struggling to convert chances. You know, they are. It either works for them or it doesn't, which is so. Just with a little bit of luck and maybe a tight defensive unit, I think we could get a draw. You know, but again, I can't really see a score, and maybe we could nab something from a set piece. Saw was back. You know, I think we really missed him, um, even though we've not been really firing attacking wise. So I don't know. I don't think it's a write off. Look what how I was I was feeling down about Millwall. Um you Tom, you touched on it, this league is is incredibly tight and anyone can beat anyone on the day. So that's that's all I can hope. But um let's bum ourselves out a bit more. Um key players for for Blackburn. Um Dave, who stood out for you? So I've gone for my traditional Lover Centre
3: midfielder. I've gone for Tyler Morton, who's on loan from Liverpool. Um I think sort of this sort of one of the sides of sort of this point we didn't make in the summer, really. I think you know. Complemented what we've got in the midfield. Well, just a sort of very, very tidy midfielder can can spread the play well, but um, also keeps his sort of dis- discipline in that shape in the midfield. Um, so, so I've gone, for, I've gone for him.
0: Lovely. I'm going to jump in here. I went for his midfield partner. I went for Adam Wharton. Um I just, I think he's been really, like I've not watched better than loads, but he's really impressed me. Um, I think he's got really good ability on the ball, and he's quite tenacious. Uh, tenacious, and I think that's a really good, nice duo, Wharton and Morton. And it's nice to say, so uh, that's that's why I've gone for it. But yeah, no, they've got some good players. Uh, Tom, you're going to list the lineup, aren't you?
2: In, uh, yeah, I am. So obviously, there's Bradley Dack in there. There's Diaz who has um, carried on from last season. It looks like uh, that Tyler Dolan, the winger. Looks all right as well. A few assists already this season, um, but then I've I've picked that uh, Harry Pickering, who's um, been in the lineup quite a lot. We um, just you know, I just look at the ages of that squad as well. And they've got they've got some really good young players in it. Um, it just makes me a bit. I'm not saying our lads aren't aren't good. Our youngsters, but it just feels like. I mean, this year they they've been given the chance, not for the right reasons if, if that makes sense they're kind of being thrown in because they need to be there Um whereas I look at Blackburn and you look at Diaz what is he he's only 23 and he's been in and around that squad now for the last three or four seasons so yeah I just think um are we doing it right I, I really like this model of the, the B team and stuff but are we giving the, our young players the chances earlier on Um maybe not um, but yeah, I, I, another really, another really good squad we're coming up against. I think Brady,
0: mm. and you know Harry Pickering is obviously the son of Ronnie Pickering, famous. <laughs> 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 he, he's not, by the way, listener. That was just a uh, just a little joke for you there. But um, what a great video! One of the top. Did, side note: Do you guys like those Red Rage videos? I think they're quite funny.
2: So the Ronnie Pickering one's great. Um, But do you know the one where (laughs) the guy's on the bike, like there's the the guy on the bike who's been a bit of a jobs with, and he's like, follows the guy around, but really winds him up and he's like, I'm going to knock your block off. And then he gets out of the car, (laughs) runs after the bike, goes to kick the back wheels and absolutely stacks it. I think that's my favourite one.
0: Oh, that is a great one. (laughs) one. Um, Yeah. I think nothing sums up this country more than those for me. Um, But anyway, Tom, talk to me anyway. What's the view from the other side heading into this one?
2: Um, Well, I caught up with Ryan from Rovers Chat um, to ask him about how good Blackburn are and how they will destroy us on Saturday.
0: We've lost to a pub side. We've literally lost to a pub side.
2: What are your thoughts on your season so far? Thoughts on the season so
4: far, we've got to largely be happy with the start that we've made. Um, I think before the season, a lot of fans were obviously wondering what would happen post Tony Mowbray. Yondal Tomlinson a new manager coming into the Championship. Young squad, you know, we've got lots of academy graduates that have uh, made the first team squad this season. So I think lots of uncertainty going into this season, but um, largely we've been happy, you know, we've won lots of games, we've not drawn yet. And by qualification, we've obviously lost uh, lots of games as well. So I think that's the only blot on the copybook this season with the number of games that we have lost. Um would have been nice if some of those losses were draws, for example. And certainly some of the performances away from home have been quite dreadful, actually. Wigan away, Cardiff away in our last away game, Coventry. Really abject performances. So that's a little cause for concern for the fans. But no largely we're playing a really good brand of football particularly at home you know we've won five win uh, five games on the bounce at home uh, we play a really fluid formation in the uh, in the attacking areas as well so bereton diaz from the left is obviously the main man and then We've got players like Ryan Hedges, Tyrese Dolan, Sam Gallagher, who all equally play their part in those uh, attacking positions as well. So I think, yeah, we're really happy. You know, we sit in second as we stand. Looks like we'll be in the top six going into that World Cup break. So, you know, I don't think many fans would have put us in the top six before the season. So I'd say the fan base are largely happy with the start to the season. Who's performing well for Blackburn?
2: And who should Town look out for on the
4: weekend? A few standout performers uh, for us so far this season. Um, Dominic Hyam is an absolute snip from Coventry City. It's reported it's about a million, 1.5 million that we signed him for. He is looking at a sensational centre-back for us. Just so calm, under pressure. Um, He's got good yard of pace on him as well so he can cut off those balls in behind and he covers the right channel really well as well when we're playing a attacking right back or right wing back, Dominic Haim essentially is playing two positions so he's been brilliant for us um, we've got a number of academy graduates that have made the squad this season as I mentioned before, uh, Adam Wharton has really broke in as an 18 year old Um, Ash Phillips, a 17-year-old, he's played at centre-back as well. Um, And then Jake Garrett also. So, you know, shout out to all the academy graduates. Um, Obviously, Brereton Diaz uh, has got eight goals this season. He started the season really well again. He's also playing well. And then um, Tyler Morton, who we've got on loan from Liverpool, another youngster in the middle of the park. He's been playing alongside Adam Wharton and or Lewis Travis in recent weeks, but he looks a very, very good footballer. Um, Whether he makes it full-time at Liverpool in the future, that probably remains to be seen, but he's certainly destined for the Premier League level. Um, Very neat and tidy on the ball, can dictate the play, good range of passing uh, and looks a real talent. So, you know, they're the ones that uh, I'm reserving for.
2: particular praise so far this season and what score will you beat us on Saturday sorry what score will the game be on Saturday we've
4: got to be confident going into the game Um, certainly the home form has been fairly impressive this season five wins on the bounce as I've mentioned and we've beaten some good sides at home this season Uh, we have had that unique uh, run at times in this season you know the win-lose win-lose and we looked like we'd put that to uh, to bed in some recent games, but that game away at Coventry has just brought a little niggle back into uh, into the eyes of the supporters. So I'm sure that the players and Jan Dahl-Thomason are going to be looking for a response at home to Huddersfield this Saturday and I uh, fully expect us to get that. Um, Ewood Park, as I say, has been a fortress and when we have lost a game, we've invariably followed it up with a win uh, such as that sequence that I mentioned earlier. So yeah, expecting a fairly routine 2-0 victory for Rovers. Um, and then obviously that will then lead us into the big one uh, away at Turf Moor the following Sunday before the World Cup break.
2: And there we go.
0: <laughs> I love how you, you just lead in with, uh, we're going to get a thrash. Although you did that for Millwall, so maybe, maybe positive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Right. Well, um, I'll tell you what, let's, let's take a break. Let's recompose ourselves and get some positivity in um, and we'll come back and do the mailbag.
1: Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. Pilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times.
2: Cozzy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with
1: McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app.
2: At
0: participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, so we've had our break. Uh, I think it's time for one thing and one thing only. It's time for the mailbag. You've got mail. Okay, so uh, Josh Phillips, do you remember him? He used to be, uh, you know, a former, former... Co-host on here. Um, but we don't like to talk about the past, Tom. It's only about the future and
2: going. I boo Josh if he came back on the pod.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we can make that happen. Um, Josh asks, and just to caveat this, um, Josh is very uh he's got opinions on fobbering, that's all I'll say. Um, heading into this one. But I I, you know, to give him credit, I think this is a valid question. Uh Josh asks, if we lose the next three. Do we pull the trigger with Mark Fotheringham? I cannot see any way we stay with him in charge. To be fair, I can barely see any, anyone saying up if they came in anyway. Um, who wants to tackle that fun question? Dave, what
3: about you? I think unless you know who you want to get, there's no point. Um, so it's easy enough to say you know, get rid of the manager, but it's still quite early into a project. I mean, if you if you're gonna be judging him on results, really, you have got a three and a bit, four week window for him to really hopefully get his ideas across. Um, but this thing is a bit short-term is really. I mean, if you don't like if you have somebody lined up and you know someone's come available and you think they're gonna improve us, then yeah, you pull the trigger, we don't the results don't improve. But otherwise you end up back where you were six weeks ago. And then you then if that doesn't work in six weeks' time, do you repeat, repeat the process? Um I guess we all sort of crest really have to be around that as so well. If we do get relegated, it's looking likelier. Is he the guy do you think is going to take us up long term? Um, you know, do we, do we think if we're taking this step back? Are we? Is he going to be able to take us that step forwards? I'm not uh hundred percent convinced he is, but again, he hasn't really had the time for me yet either. Um, so you know, I would I wouldn't get rid of him if we lost the next. Free to be honest, um, there's been a bit more to it than that, but yeah, I see. I'm, I'm not I'm still on the fence, I'd say, with offering him at the moment.
0: Mm. Tom, what about you? What are your thoughts?
2: Uh, so for me, right, um, this is all hypothetical,
0: mm-hmm. much.
2: but if the money's there and he was down to do it, and like Siddle said, if 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 he's up for it and there's been talks all that and then Chris Wilder's there and he in the like out there but that's not gonna happen and I am I I actually think Fotheringham, Fotheringham has improved this squad might not be loads but he has a, he has a bit and I think you can see that um but then I'm just repeating what Siddle said because it's, it's spot on. Do you stick with him if we go down? And do you think he could take us forward? Um, It's it's really difficult. You've got to have someone lined up if you're getting rid of him, though. You can't just be getting rid of him and then spending the time we did after getting rid of Schofield trying to find someone else because then you are you're gone. You've got to have someone, basically, up until the... World. When we go on that break, it's got to be like, all right, we've got someone, they're in. Boom, welcome. Here we go. But I I, I think he's got to have till the end of the season now, or we just become a bit of a joke, really.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of with, I'm with you both on this. I, got, I still can't make my mind up about following him. Um, I don't think he's had long enough for anyone to really judge him. You know, I think with Schofield... It was, I think it was a bit more obvious, and I agree with you, Tom. Like, town fans won't like to hear this because, uh, again, judging by some of the reactions to my tweet, but like, I think he has improved us. Like, the bar was low, but I think we are slightly better under him. Um, but I think the question you really got to ask is like, you know, Bromby Lee Bromby admitted, that if this doesn't work out, like, you know, he's got to look at himself, and I, I just think for that, like. I don't think they'll do it, you know, because then it's just like, you know, they've talked a lot about this process and we've talked a lot on here about how they've lost managers because they're adamant this process works. And to be fair, it has it nearly worked last season. Um, I, I just don't see him doing it. And I, in fairness to Fogler like, like, I still don't think you can really blame him on this, like, you know, he... I'm with you, Tom. I think you should get to the end of the season, really. You know, who knows? Four weeks on the training ground and investment in January. Um, Whether whether you think investment's going to happen, I think... I know Dean's stepping away from day-to-day operations, but, you know, if you want to sell the club, a championship club is more attractive than a League One club. You're going to get more money. That's the facts. Um, So, yeah, I think... I don't know. It's like, who who do you have in? I, I don't think they'll do it because then it's crit- criticising their methods, which they think could work. And you don't really have a case for, to answer for if you do that. Um, I don't really know who'd re- realistically come in unless we said, we're going to give you millions of pounds. And I'm not sure I see Town doing that. So yeah, Josh, I, I don't know. Even if we lose the next three, I, I, I don't think we'd get rid of them. Um, yeah. That's there. Um. Yeah, uh, I review and add anything to that before we move on.
2: No, I don't. I think you're right. Uh, it'd be even if we did lose the next three. I think he's he'll be still here.
0: Yeah. Um. Okay. So we'll move on. Uh, John Broadley asks, "How likely is it we lose to- Sorba Thomas in the January window, especially if we're even more adrift and Carlos is at West Brom?". I don't think. To, well, just to jump in here. Uh, West Brom don't really have loads of money. They're having loads of ownership issues. So I, I don't see Sorber going to uh, to West Brom. I, I don't know. I, I, he's got a few assists this season, but I don't. He's been really crucial for us. But I don't know if anyone would have a sniff at him in January. I think if we got relegated, I could see him going in the summer. Um, Dave, what about. Do you think there's any likelihood of going Jan? I mean,
3: part of me thinks he might be better off going in January than the end of He might command a higher fee in January with the sort of January window inflation. Um, I mean, it depends what money's floating about. I can't see him going to a Premier League club. I think if he'd go, it'd be to like a Burnley or Norwich or it seemed to sort of like pushing push for promotion that has, a, has sort of like six, seven, eight million pounds to spend because I think that's kind of what, even if you don't think it's worth it, I think that's what, the value we should be placing on on him because of his worth to us and the team. Because um, I think if he was sold, like, I'd, that, that's kind of what's done unless we bring in a, a replace, you know, a, a ready-made replacement, really, not a project player. would have to be someone that, you know, can can get you five, six goals and seven or eight assists in that second half of the season. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't rule it out, but I don't think it's particularly likely for the... Fee we'd probably command to sell him in January.
0: Mm. Yeah, no, it's it's a, good, it's a good point. I I can't really see him going to a Prem. Uh, That's no disrespect to him, but um, yeah, I just I don't I don't really see anyone coming in for him. I mean, we, who knows? It depends what happens in the bottom three. Maybe someone takes a gamble. Um, Tom, do you think we'll say see you to sober and Jan?
2: Um, a lot of factors, in there? Imagine if he starts getting in that team in the World Cup, shows up there. You never know. And That's I think it will spot on. Um, if if it's looking bad by January and it's basically like, well, job done, really. We're not getting out of this. Then you, <laughs> the situation we're potentially in. And, um, yeah, you, you, you're probably going to see him gone if good money comes in in January.
0: I suppose just to touch on this question then, and again, these are all hypotheticals, but like you said, Dave, say we've got like seven million for Solver. um would you take that if they, a the town won't invest seven million back into the squad, but would you take it if they like, you know, spent four million and got um, players to boost boost the squad and improve the, the kind of span of the team? I think
3: maybe. Well, I think that kind of sort of is the model I think we follow. We, you know, we look to sell players for, for maximum value and then reinvest that to make the squad better. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously we have a, we have like a seven I think at the moment we have like a goes to World Cup, gets a couple of goals, a couple of assists, you might be looking at like a 10, 11 million pound player. Um, but I still think it's unlikely. On, on I mean, I, I don't think it's going to really see us investing three or four million on, on three or four players. I think maybe we might be better off spending like two, two and a half million, three million on maybe two players to invest rather than, you know, spreading it out to invest in some like more targeted quality that is proven than sort of, because we sort of invest in projects in the summer, whereas if we're going to sell in January, I think we have to invest in proven quality players if we're going to get out
0: of it. Yeah. Yeah. Tom, same question. I'm, I'm jumping in
2: the mailbag here. Same uh, Same thing. Same, same answer, basically. Oh,
0: stop agreeing, guys. I want you to disagree. <laughs> this makes it a bad podcast. Um, <laughs> CPHtfc.cowsheb uh, asks, how are you going to change form home and away? Well, first of all, town fans... No matter where you are, you may be my guidance star, That's a, a little reference if you know, you know. Um <laughs> be better. <laughs> That's how you're gonna change it. Uh, be defensively, basically try and win as many home games as possible. Um, but going for it, shut up, shop away, get as many points as possible. Um yeah. I, I don't know. I think just yeah, back forward goes go solid. Um feel free to jump in either of you.
3: Comes a bit down to, to leadership in the team as well and what happens on the training ground. I think we always forget that the work you're putting on the training ground is reflected on a on a match day. And I think maybe part of the problem a little bit is he hasn't had that time on the training ground to to reflect what he wants to do. If you're playing Saturday, Tuesday, you're spending two, three sessions a week just recovering. Um, but I f- we went one, just lacked a little bit of leadership really or someone who was able to sort of control. Control a game or be able to sort of guide some of the younger players because I thought I did. I did think there was sort of some, some positive I thought. You know, Kamala, I thought had, had quite a good game. I think Spencer is a cross away from becoming a, a better right back for some of his balls in, but his, his movement and his, his runs, his overlapping runs, I thought were particularly good. Mm-hmm. But then there wasn't really anybody then after that guiding players through. Um, we had sort of a 20 minute spell after they scored where we didn't really do a great deal. We just sort of putting aimless balls into a box. And it kind of felt like maybe maybe with Hogg or... Maybe, you know, Pearson or Lees maybe would have been been there talk, talking some of the younger players through and calming it down a bit. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
3: But, yeah, I think, you, know, I think you, just have, you just have to make sure the training ground just work, you know, and hope, hope that that then gets reflected on on the field.
0: Yeah, and I mean... Lee's is I, I I he was just ill, wasn't he? I, yeah. Hopefully that's not too serious. But I suppose the other positive is we would have we will have Hogg, Andrew, and Lee's Pearson coming back, and actually you know three of those players are leaders, aren't they? So um, that's a big point. Tom, any anything to
2: add? Uh, so that was about winning home and away. Now, do we? How do you change the form? Change that. Um, uh, I don't I don't know if I agree with this, but I can't I think I can't remember which manager we had recently who kind of targeted games for for points. I c I can't remember who said was it the Cowleys? I think it was the Cowleys, they tend to have that sort of planning yeah. mentality. I quite but I think when you when you're in that situation, so we've got twenty nine games left. I think we've got to be so the easy thing is we we need to be winning at least thirteen, so what do you think, for 30, 39 points more and you're definitely going to stay up at you in this season I think given how tight it is. It's it's normally around the 50 mark so.
0: Yeah, so we're on 15 points so like we, we need 35 so what's that? That's um, well
2: 12, 12 then. Wins. 12, 12 wins, yeah. I, I think you've really got to be home home form's got to be awesome and then You've just got to go go away and just be a pain, basically. Mm-hmm. I think. I also think when you go away, sometimes it depending on who it is, when if you start really well as the away team and put them on the back foot, and it's you come up against a team who've got a group of fans who are a bit, maybe they're in a bit of a downer and they get on their backs quick. I always think that's quite good. So it depends. So it's like, it is going to be targeting certain games, I think, that you think you can get something out of. Um, Yeah. You, sh- you should bring the Cowleys up and ask them how they did it.
0: <laughs>
2: sure. Sure, uh, I'm
0: sure Tampa would love that. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. The thing is as well, like who who would have thought we'd beat Millwall? Do you know what I mean? Like it, form, yeah. it, form does matter, but maybe town there is a you know we even saw under that Cali season what did we go like eight and beaten when they came in you know like we are <laughs> surely we're going to have a good spell of form at some point you'd like to think so i don't know is it there, was there's still two thirds of the season there's a positive for you so we'll see okay we'll move on this is the last question we're going to take from the mailbag this week uh, i liked this one i sent you this guy's in advance because everyone loves talking about transfers uh, Andrew asks which Premier League loan could be brought in to make a difference in January or even a short signing like a free agent on a short term contract uh, he quoted Sonogo and Nias but then he said but clearly better than those two um, Paul Nias he didn't even get to play for town so uh, yeah um, so I had to think about this um, and then I'll throw it to you guys but I think depending on what Villa do obviously Unai Emer is coming in um, but if we could, I imagine um, Kezla Hayden, if he's not making Manchester squads, he's going to be sent back. Maybe that harms that relationship with Villa. That's a good point. But let's say this didn't happen. Who would I want? I'd want us to go for Cameron Archer from Villa. Um, he has been getting minutes, but it's kind of the last 10 minutes of a game, last nine minutes. So unless that changes under Dermery, I wouldn't be surprised if he's available for loan. Um, he was great at Preston last season. Um, he's quick and he has a go I, I went to the England under 21 games they had at the John, John Smith um, and he came on and he was just so direct and just like basically scored a goal by just running at him and blasting it as hard as he could um, and I think we we'd, uh, we could really do with that whether that happens is another thing but um, that's someone that I'd really like uh, Dave you're probably a bit more educated on this than me I wouldn't well, go that far there
3: I've got a couple, I had a couple of socks, so this lad on at Spurs called Harvey White, who's a centre midfielder. I think probably, you know, my or two appearance have been crying out about centre midfield, but I think he'd, he'd complement our existing midfielders very well. He's a very, very tidy player, spreads spreads to play well, a links up between attack and defence and number 10 and midfield as well. He's got a great free kick in him, which is always a, a good asset to have, um, And then also, not really a short term, but there's a player in Holland. Let me bring up my notes called Vito van Kru, who plays for Sparta Rotterdam. He's got six six goals and four assists in 12 games. Um, He's only 26 years old, um, but he can play anywhere across the attacking three. um, Aggressive technical player. So I think it fits in well with what we've got there. Um, And I don't think the wages would be at, would be within our sort of bracket two. those sort of two targets I came up with. I
0: like it. I like it. Names happen. I've heard of, uh, why, yeah. but yeah, get, get them done. That's why I say LeBron, B if you're in the recruiting team, if you're listening. Tom, anyone you singled out?
2: No, I'm rubbish at this kind of thing, Brady. I mean, I had a look at who's free agents. Um, I went with like players that have been in the championship last season. Mm. Correct me if any of these are now somewhere, but I mean, can you get someone like Vidra for half a season to go up front for town? Um, Izzy Brown, but I mean, his injuries are just that's yeah. um that's his problem. In it, Aaron Lennon, you know what I mean? I mean, a bit of experience. Um, and then you see familiar face Fraser, Fraser Campbell, and Yaya Asano go down there. Who we're like, um, these are players who three transfers now last played in the Championship so I don't know Sami Amiobi as well but do any of those cry out to you I think maybe if you took a punt on Vidra for half a season he, he's, he might at least score you I don't know eight goals or something like that um, but then you've just got three strikers over the age of 30 haven't you so yeah I mean you've
0: got Tyrese Simpson coming back as well to be fair but um, the thing is with Vidra I'm surprised no one's picked him up He he must have been on, uh, because he was at Burnley and it was kind of he wasn't a starting striker. But I'd look at his. I thought
3: he had a knee injury for for a while, which is why he wasn't being picked up.
0: Oh, really? Okay. Well, there you go. But um, he he only he had three goals and two assists in like, and he only started five games for Burnley last season. He came off the bench a lot, so I don't know. Like, maybe would you take a risk? But again, I think this kind of says the state of town if um you know that's kind of the pleasure yeah. of at um yeah i don't know we'll see but I, I enjoyed that i was you know made me feel like uh yeah. I was recruiting for an a night but no thanks for that okay cool so let's move on to your the boss um so this is because <laughs> of those injuries we've got in the Sunderland game I think this is an interesting one um so the previous lineup was the four two three one so we had Spencer, Hellick, Nakiyama and Ruffles, Kasumi and Kamara. Holmes, Rodoni, Jackson and Rhodes. Um obviously we're gonna to have to make some changes because Nakayama and probably Jackson aren't gonna make this. Um so Dave, what what would you do? Would you keep the same same um, formation?
3: I think I'm gonna to switch to three at three to back. one is um probably gonna get pelted through it, but I actually bring I'd actually bring in Bete back into the starting lineup. I think we need to show to clubs we're prepared to develop players as well. If we're looking at loans in January and we bombed out two of them, I don't think that's going to send a particularly positive message. Mm. Um, so I'd probably have obviously Nick Nichols and go. need to put Ruffles at wing back with and Betty Lee's and Helic, and then I'd keep Spencer at right back. If we're not be playing Kessler Hayden, I'd also bring Russell back into the team because I think part of you've got to give Kamara a little bit of a break. I think as well. Um, we don't want to be sort of running these young players into the ground, which sort of like a common mistake. We sort of, if not odds town, but a lot of clubs make it sort of Tom of the common, sort uh, of 18, 19 years old, play sort of 10, 15, 20 games in quick success and then pick up a be out injured for the next couple of years with various different injuries because they're still sort of still developing and adapting to, to, to full time football. Um, and then Thomas comes back in for me and I was sort of weighing up between homes and Madoni in behind Ward, sort of. Went with Holmes because I think it probably work that little bit harder, which we probably need against Blackburn and bring Radoni on later on. But that one was kind of just a, a flip of a coin, really, of a monster. Um, that that would sort of be be my my eleven.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I like it. I think um, I don't know. I kind of got to give Russell a chance. I think as well. And you spot on. Um, I know Town fans right like it about Mbete, but. You know if we do want to get loan players in January spot on might need to play him. Um Tom, what would you
2: do for the lineup in this one? Yeah, I think the siddle the three, the free at the back is is possibly what you might have to do. But if you're gonna do the four, um you may be relying on Lee's being fit or it's gonna be Boyle that's gonna go in for where Nakiama was. Probably going to be the same back four, isn't it, if, if he's going for a four, but not Nakiama and probably Boyle if Leeds still injured. I mean, he might put him better in there as well, but no, he, he's in between two, what you would say, are more experienced players, so you never know. Um, I think Russell, yeah, get Russell in for this one. Um, like, like Siddle says, Kamara, you don't want to be tiring him out. I'd drop Kasumu further back again. Um, into that where Holmes seemed to be playing the other night, um, and then I don't know who else. I mean, I, I'd get Kesler Hayden back in there potentially. I'd have him on the on the left side attacking because I thought at the start of the season that's one thing he looked really good at. He he he, he looked to run at players, he took on players, and his delivery was all right. So um, I'd be giving him a shout again. I think.
0: Cool. Yeah. Um. I. I think I'd probably keep the back four because what we you know, obviously we played that borough a bit and you know against Millwall. I I'd probably put Will Boyle in. Um. Just because I think if Lee I I if Lee's was ill the other night, I'm not sure he's going to be ready for Saturday. Obviously, if he is, put him back in. But I think Boyle. Um. I know people have kind of laughed, but he's not really started. Full game. So, and he is more experienced than Mbete. And if we've got injuries, you know, go for it. Um, so, yeah, I'd probably, I think I'd keep Spencer. So, I, I, my back four would be Spencer, Helic, Boyle, and Ruffles. Um, and then I would, I, I get what you guys are saying about Kamara, but I thought he actually had a good game um, last night. So, I'd keep the two of Kamara and Kasumi. Um Thomas comes straight back in, obviously, goes without saying. I'd bring Ward in because I thought I just I thought um, Rhodes was just kind of absent last last night. Um, you know, no disrespect, uh, but yeah. Then my three would be Thomas Radoni and Holmes. I think Holmes is very good as a defensive winger, um, and I think we'll need that in this game. And then Wardy up front just to kind of run around. Um, yeah, I think I, Kesler Hayden though should make the bench really for me because I, I agree with you, Tom. You know, he was attacking. He, from an attacking sense, he was getting forward and he seemed quite quick. Um, hopefully you could just have someone running at him for tired legs. And yeah, Diara Diarra was okay um last night. So I think he deserves a place on the bench. So we'll see. Um to be honest, who who knows what he's gonna do. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's on, an yeah. interesting one. Uh look, go on then, lads. Let's talk about the prediction for this one, what we're we going for, Dave.
3: Nil nil. It's gonna that's about as positive I think I can get. But nil nil, I think just got to try and keep it tight for as long as we can, and then hope we can maybe nick something from a set piece on the break. Um, but yeah, I think I think nil nil. Yeah,
0: I think we're drinking from the same punch, Dave, because I've gone nil nil, and again that's just hoping because I can't see us scoring. So I just hope they don't score. Tom, is it three nil nils?
2: No, it's one all. I think we'll score. I think Saber set piece. Someone will get on the end of it. I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet, though.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: Cool. So um,
0: three draws there. Uh, Let's hope. But you know, we could we could win. Who knows? Football. Um, Tom, we need saving, and some people want a hero to save them. Um, Do you know who that hero is?
2: Neil Warnock. Oh,
0: he's enjoying his comedy circuit too much, isn't he?
2: Yeah. Um, no, it's the amazing elbow.
1: Um, I think the fans could probably see I was trying my best. working hard. The amazing elbow. As a centre forward, you know, the last thing you want is a gold route starting off at a club. I started on my own up front, and the really good centre forwards like Jordan were rested.
2: Take it <laughs> away. Tom. Uh, um, so let's get this over with. Uh, <laughs> oh come on
0: come on right I'm I'm not having this we are we, this is a shit season for town it looks like we're going to get relegated the amazing elbow is going to be very important over the next couple of months so I want this enthusiasm
2: yeah all right so uh, there's a Mexican standoff so we we leave at there's a Mexican standoff between Neil Warnock and Kevin Muscat um, and the votes came in in their masses I think it was nearly 40 votes this week Brady so that's good Um, (laughs) uh, and you voted that he pulls out a whistle and Paddy Kenny comes darting in and headbutts Muscat so this kind of comes out of nowhere and results in dot 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 so what happens next after the Paddy Kenny headbutt on Muscat Um, Brady or Siddle do, do either of you want to go first with this Go
0: on, Dave.
2: Oh, Dropping drop me in it there. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
3: <laughs> it results in a massive, massive explosion Ooh. and it rains down Alex Pritchard's. A thousand <laughs> miniature Alex Pritchard's parachute down from that explosion.
0: <laughs> I like that. Okay. Yeah, not like that. Um... What happens? Um, uh, Boothie comes on and talks through all the goals he scored just to distract everyone.
2: <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't got anything written down, so I'll just go with so Paddy Kenny, headbutts Muscat. Um, and that results in an army of Millwall fans filing into the stadium absolutely outraged that one of their sacred heroes has been battered.
0: You missed an opportunity that you could have had loads of Millwall fans start throwing towels.
2: Oh, yeah, for, put towels in there as well. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. A, Millwall, a Millwall fan charges in and throws the towel in for Kevin Muscat. There you go.
0: Hey, hey. Like it. Um, okay, cool. So your three choices this week are, you have, uh, it rains, there's an explosion and it rains Alex Pritchard's. Um, I'm, I imagine they'll put his finger in their ears as well if they're near an explosion in front of And um, you've either got, or Booy comes in and distracts everyone by talking about his favourite town goals, or <laughs> Millwall fans march on. Stop throwing tails, throw the tail in for musket. Um, that was a really bad London Cockney accent, if anyone was um, wondering. Okay, so they're the three choices. We're going to put it out probably in a week, and maybe a good time when everyone's feeling a bit down, but um, you will be able to vote in this one, so we will see. Um, before we go, though, um, if you want to drown your sorrows, don't forget 10% off all online orders with the code a H T T T oh god he got it wrong got it so so wrong I'll do it again A H T T T oh god I can't do it <laughs> okay. um, um, really? A H T T C ten the
2: charm
0: we need to uh, we need to change the code so it's easier for me to say it out loud uh, it's a lot easier you know well down and that's at Magic Rock obviously who sponsored this episode um, and I'm sure. You guys know Magic Rob by now and all the good beers that they do. Um, so thanks to Tom and Dave for coming on. Lads, anything you want to say to the listeners before we shoot off?
2: No.
3: stay as positive as you can.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good thing to leave it on. And, you know, it's a game for children. That's what we said. So, you know, um, I'm sure that'll make you feel better. But hey, we're going to be here win, lose, or draw. Lose, 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 lose. <laughs> lose <probably. laughs> it's nice tough <laughs> um, and up the
2: town. Up the town. So, town, play on. Bring the car back
1: to order.